If you like liquor and things that go boo, then buckle up, listener. This one's for you. We thought you could use not a trick, but a treat. A spooky bonus episode from the HLP. So step into the past this Hall Hollows Eve and watch as four new faces take the scene. Before E had a bell and Matumbe at home, before Ikmer could spell and Lyra left home, an evil descended to fight for the way, a shadow that lingers to this very day. and things that go boo then buckle up listener cause this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast Hey guys, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. We have a special surprise for you guys. Well, I guess it's not a surprise. We've been blasting on it on Twitter all week, but this is our Halloween special episode, and I just wanted to start the episode with a little bit of a wor- word of warning. So I know our podcast is generally pretty spooky and deals with some heavy themes, but on this episode, I actually asked my characters to make evil character or my players to make evil characters and so with that comes all kinds of things that evil characters can do some may be pretty adult themed so i just wanted to put the warning out there if you're not into that kind of thing go ahead and just tune into our regular stuff but we thought it would be really fun to get some evil characters and get a look into kind of the whispering way so with that what are you guys drinking Steve. Ah, here we go. Here's the deal, Griffin. You know, today's a big celebration of spookiness in general and Halloween. And my brother got me a couple cans of beer from Tired Hands Brewing out in Philadelphia. Um, I am drinking there alien church ipa it's really tasty and the reason i'm drinking it is because it's the spookiest can of beer i've ever seen um it's a tall boy and there's like three big old alien skulls on it it's pretty badass looking and you should definitely log in to twitter and instagram to check out pictures of it because it's really cool neat well uh pretty thematic i mean there's gonna be aliens and i'm gonna take you to church tonight how about you brooks well, Griffin. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> That's a whole fucking thing of Jack Daniels, brah. Yeah, so if I didn't hear, uh, you're taking off the top. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, oh. What the fuck? Uh, if you couldn't hear that, Griffin, that was Jack Daniels. Dude, we're going to be recording for a little bit. He's making a Jack and Coke in his mouth. Oof. It's God. the best time to mix it, right in your you mouth. Might, you might catch up to Emily on the disgusting things we've done on this podcast. How about you, Haley? Well, I'm starting with a sangria, but I, I've got a rum and cider waiting. Okay. That seems to be a, a pretty pop- becoming a more popular drink in our, in our group here, the rum and ciders. Yeah. Yeah. I like rum, so most of the time I don't mix that with anything. Fair enough. What about you, Emily? I have some Moscato. 
today. So you're going to skip sip Moscato yep. while you read Hero Lab with no hands? <laughs> so uh, I'm drinking a white rum and red monster. I guess this could be like the, the angry grimace. Maybe that's what it is. We'll call it the angry grimace. So guys, before we get into it, because... I just announced that you're all playing brand new evil characters. Why don't we go around the table and I just want to know what's your character's name? What race are they? What class are they? Any cool archetypes you guys threw on there? And then just, I mean, you're all level five, so you can leave that deep out. Why don't we start with Steve? Sure. Um, I am playing a character called Saw Moon Isle. I have never played a character that has no casting ability before, so I thought it'd be really fun for this, uh, for this special episode to play a barbarian. Um, of course, because we are a horror podcast and this is a special, special spooky episode. Um, I picked the moon cursed archetype. Uh, long story short, it replaces a barbarian standard rage with, um, a form of lycanthropy. So my character is going to turn into a tiger during combat. Uh, race is a tiefling. He's originally from Sargava. Oh, we're going edgy with the tieflings already. Uh, yeah, I'm an edge lord, so it works. Yeah, I see you're yeah. wearing makeup right now, so that's a little. That's a good point. I am wearing makeup because we are playing in costume. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdo. I, I am dressed as a skanky badger. Yeah. I, you know, I, I knew you were a furry during the normal, normal months. So That's I guess you got to spice it up. Got to spice it up during, uh, during Halloween. All right, Brooks, what are you playing? Who are you playing? I should yeah. Say. Uh, my character is Edward Turner. He is a human cleric of Grotus. No specific archetype, I guess, but is of the madness domain as well as the darkness domain. Um, and he is mostly a, I guess he is a spell casting cleric. Okay. So you didn't go heavy in the strength or the heavy armor or anything? Nope. Uh, he is going to be, I guess, uh, yeah, spell casting, mostly wisdom, but, uh, he'll be an eccentric, pretty rich priest that, uh, we'll figure out what he does nice. uh, in his free time. Sounds good. How about you, Haley? Um, so my character is uh, Nana Opal, and I am a gingerbread witch. Fuck. So, uh, well, so we get to we get to see some child death this episode, huh? I, I do love the children. I make lots of treats for them. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna love this already. I'm looking. I'm looking back at my past decisions and realizing how did it come to this and. I made real tricky treats for everybody, and I dressed as my character. You did. They were delicious. I'm hoping you didn't dose them. You don't know. <laughs> Roll a d10. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a fortitude save. <laughs> Griffin's head hits the table. <laughs> Starts foaming at the mouth, and the podcast is over. Guys, we win. Yeah. <laughs> we can all go home now. Yeah, if the DM can't play, it's like then we win. <laughs> it's like a reverse TPK. It's a prison revolt. <laughs> Uh, Emily, what are you playing? I am playing as Dr. Vivian Malice. She is a um, alchemist, specifically a vivisectionist. And a vivisectionist 
dissects and experiments on live patients to understand the inner workings of the organs. So you just fucking flay shit while it's alive. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so you're yep. really normal. Really, really normal. Yeah, yeah. She's you a human. You should have named her Abby Normal because she is not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just sneak that past everybody. Oh, that's clever. Got him. I, I see what you did there. That's clever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Griffin. I'm going to be playing the rest. So why don't we just get right into it? Guys, your characters arrive at kind of a crossroads. And they arrive there together. It's strange. You look around you and you see three other people clutching notes. They, they have these, these letters in their hands. And the letters are all marked with the same seal of a gagged skull. You each think back to what the note said. And you recall that you're supposed to meet a man named Aaron Vrood. He's an agent of a cult called the Whispering Way. He referred to you as a potential asset to the way. Now you know that the Whispering Way is a is a group of necromancers and evil folk that basically want to end all life in Galarian. And that excites you. You look around at these other people hesitantly. You know that the sick mind of this man may call you to do anything to join the cult. You might have to kill everybody around you. You might have to work with this people, these people. You don't know what to make of this situation. But you can see that they have the note. And as you traverse the border of Virlik and into the tainted lands where Tarbaphon rests, the Whispering Tyrant rests, you get chills. It's almost like the holy land for people like you. People with a vile need to want to join a group like this. And so as you walk, you walk together. You know these people are likely kindred spirits. They likely feel the same as you. They likely received the same note. They're likely assets and allies, if you can all make it out of this alive. You continue down a path, and you can see the the once green grass that was by you at the crossroads almost loses its vibrance and becomes somewhat of a dull gray before becoming patchy and removed altogether. You see an offshoot, a side path, and you follow it, and you see the shack. The shack Aaron Vrood mentioned in his note, a dilapidated-looking shack with a fence around it. And as you approach in the dark, you can see by the light of the full moon, tombstones by the shack, a pumpkin patch, several scarecrows, 
You can see that the path leads right to the front door, but it hardly looks used. And I think the first role of this special Halloween episode is going to be a will save from all of you. Here we go. All right. All right. Ooh. I got 19 on the die. Correct die in my box. 10 on the die brings me up to a 13. I'm uh, gotta ask you, is it a hex spell or something of the fey? No. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, 23. 23, fuck. So we got a 23 from Nana Opal. We got a 13 from Saw Moonblade. What about Moon Edward Turner? That's not, that's not Or Moon Isle, sorry. God damn it. <laughs> what about well, Edward Turner? Uh, I am going to bring out my, uh, I guess, one of my abilities yeah. once per day. Uh, Divine Protection. Immediate action before rolling a saving throw. I can add my charisma modifier. So, still not great, to be honest, but uh, 13 total. Uh, 15 total. 15 total. And what about Dr. Vivian Malice? Only a seven. So. Yeah, I rolled real bad. So, if you guys could place yourselves on the map, I'll tell you a little bit about what just happened. You're going to want to be. How close are we to the house? You are about 30 feet away from the front door of the house. Are we at the fence? Are we? You're beyond the fence. The, okay. Yeah. Can you place my pawns on either side of the fence? So what happened there is that two of you saw these scarecrows begin to move. They begin to raise themselves off of the stakes in the ground and walk towards you. Two of you are immediately panicked by this fact. Edward Turner and Nana Opal, panicked by this fact. But two of you, two of you are fascinated and think nothing's wrong with a scarecrow coming towards you. Do you yeah, have the rolls backwards, right. though? Because I got a 23. You're not panicked in a, like, mechanical sense. You think you're going to have to fight these scarecrows, whereas they're not going to be able to do fucking anything. You mean? You two saved. It was a DC 14. You two did not. Okay. Nana Opal and Edward Turner are going to be able to act in the first round of combat. The other two are fascinated and have the fascinated condition until they are hit by a scarecrow. Okay. Makes okay. sense? So, with that, I need you guys to roll for initiative. All right. Six. Nana Opal, not very uh, dexterous. She's an older lady. She's not very fast. Well, for somebody who failed his will save, I got a fantastic initiative roll of 25. Jesus. Ooh. uh, Solid. Solid. Six. Six from good old Ed. Yeah. Uh, Oh, wait. What are your your modifiers? Oh, initiative plus five. Wow. Natty one. 
I'm a plus one. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even rolled it again just to, just to make sure that my, about, uh, uh, my dice wasn't... Vivian is a there. 14. 14. Wait, so the two people who are fascinated still react quicker? Ready to rock one. and roll, baby. You can't do anything, but oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can react quicker. So to, I'd, I'd like to paint a mental picture for the folks at home and the folks around the table of what my character looks like. So... My character is about six foot three, um, kind of a wiry build though. He's 155 pounds. He's got the high cheekbones of somebody who has Chalaxian heritage. His eyes are green, but they almost look blue. And he's got this like pink reddish skin because he's a tiefling. Um, in addition, uh, a tiefling being, for those of you who are not aware, somebody who has some sort of demonic or devilish heritage. When he exhales, he exhales kind of like when it's really cold outside and your breath fogs up, um, but it's like this sulfurous yellow color, um, and he's got two-inch-long devil horns on his head. Um, he's got a bunch of tattoos on his arms, but they're all like kind of vaguely piratey themed. Um, yar, yar, baby. So there's like a ship getting swallowed up by the waves with like some octopuses and... And, uh, and and anchors and stuff, and he has the the word meow tattooed on his left knuckles. Jesus Christ! And uh, and this is going real far. <laughs> and he's got uh, and he, and, he, and he has like shoulder length hair, but the left half of his head is shaved. So are you going to be really upset when I kill him right now, and uh, you never get to use this character again? Yeah, I will sit quietly around by, at the table with you guys while the rest of you play the. Um, play the adventure. Sounds good. So, Saul, you're first. You are fascinated. So I sit and watch the scarecrows walk towards me. Yep. Dr. Malice, you're second. You are also fascinated. These scarecrows are next. And I think they're going to walk around the fence. They're going to walk 5, 10, 15, 20 feet up and then towards the party and each of them are going to attack. One is going to attack at Saw. The other is going to attack at Nana Opal. Oh, that's bad. Bad news for me. So looking at what Fascinated says, that should automatically break the fascination. Yes, once it attacks you, it will break the fascination. But I got a round, so I'll, I'll take that right to the bank. So the one attacking Saw... Gets a 15. I don't think so. That does not hit. The one attacking our sweet, sweet Nana Opal. 17 on the die. 100% hits. Don't hits even, don't even worry about it. Nana Opal for 11 damage. And it is our sweet boy Ed's turn. All right. So... To give a quick description of what Edward Turner looks like, Uh, he's in his early 30s, uh, slender but uh, pretty chiseled cut of about average height. Um, He is of, you can probably tell that he is of dresses similar to a noble um, and has been brought up as like in a very well-off family and so he dresses as such um 
everything is very well put together. His uh, breastplate is um, very stunning. shiny, and yes, <laughs> this breastplate uh, is stunning. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, he he looks very good. I guess. Uh, does he act? He does. He uh, no. He just uh, looks. Good. No, he just looks good. Oh, okay. So that's your <laughs> turn then. He does not act. <laughs> uh, no, he he will he will act. Okay. Will and act. what does he do? So, well, actually, before I get to your action, go ahead. I would be remiss if I didn't ask Nana Opal to make me a will save. Is this a retroactive will save? It is. I forgot they have a little thing with their attacks. Okay. Okay. And it's not a spell or spell like ability. It's um, I think it's a spell like ability. I think it counts as a spell like ability. Then nineteen. Okay, you're fine. You actually get like this. You get this like strange feeling, like, oh god, I'm gonna die here, and then it goes away. Okay. And now, Mister Turner, what do you do? All right. So right now the party, I guess, is grouped up in a two by two. Uh, box with the scarecrows on either side of the front of the box and he is going to uh, touch Vivian Vivian Malice and he will say oh sweet child you do your thing let me watch you does he like to watch (laughs) And then uh, that's going to be a vision of madness. And so um, that will be a um, plus two to attacks, but minus two to saves and skill checks. Saves and skill checks. Okay. And that's, that's kind of, that's not really casting a spell for you. That's like your cleric thing that you do. Like as a madness domain cleric, you can do that a certain amount of times per day. And that is, uh, I guess that's my standard action. Mm-hmm. And as a move action, I am going to um, take a five foot step directly backwards. Nice. Okay. With that, Nana Opal, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Nana Opal, I guess. So she's going to fly up. Oh, fuck. Straight. We got a flying witch. Straight up. Okay. And she will... She, she's going to go ahead and uh, cast Mirror Image on herself. Now, I never really know how the movement from ground to flying works. Like, when, you're, when you just fly up. Does that still count as moving through a threatened square? I believe it would count because I'm leaving like the one I'm in. Okay, so uh, that scarecrow is going to take an attack of opportunity at you. That's okay. How high up are you going? Uh, another 17 on the die. I'm going 30 feet up. You're going to take 8 damage. 8, okay. And with that, well, now you got mirror image on yourself, so that's pretty good. Uh, it is Saul Moonblade or Moon Isle. I'm gonna keep fucking this up. I don't know why I want you to be Moonblade, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it makes me think of a tiger more than Moon Isle. Maybe I'll name my next character Moonblade after you definitely kill this one. It's right. Saul's brother. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the scarecrow is right next to him. Um, so Saul snaps out of his fascinated uh, state. He's like, ah, you motherfucker! And he's like, in he's like seething mad. 
and um, and so like the hair on his body starts growing really, really long, and he's screaming. This is all as a free action. This happens this really fast. It happens really fast. <laughs> but you can see claws start growing out from like the cuticles of his fingernails. And they don't just grow out. They like push their way out from under and his fingernails are falling off. And it's very visibly painful. And he, and like his his teeth, it's almost like there are bigger, pointier, sharper teeth deeper in his skull. And when they come through, they force his regular teeth to fall out of his head. He spits out a mouthful of teeth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's like, motherfucker, it's happening again. And he turns into this and he turns into a tiger and he's right next to this guy. So he can do a full round attack, which is four attacks because I get a bite, two claws and my horns my like tiefling horns, they don't go away like the other features mm-hmm. on uh, on Saw's body, but they get really big. So f- so he gets a gore attack from that too. Jesus. Alright. The bite is a natural one. So that's gonna miss. Alright, and I'm putting that die away. Now one claw at uh, 23. 23 will hit. Okay, keep rolling this die. How about a natural 20? Okay, roll to confirm. 12 on the die brings me to 18. That'll confirm. And then the gore attack. 16. Total. That will hit. Okay. So let's get some damage here. Now, unfortunately, these bad boys are immune to criticals. Okay. But you still hit with three attacks. So give me that damage number. All right. So the first claw does five points of damage. The second claw does four points of damage and then he kind of headbutts him with the did you have to headbutt the mic yeah i did jesus christ it wasn't on purpose (laughs) um and then his gore attack he slams his forehead down into the scarecrow for six more points of damage so five four and six that is a good good 15 And wow, it sounds like someone just poured a glass of Jack Daniels. Guess he had to top himself off. Don't mistake that with someone peeing. Okay. Well, with all of that, it's going to be Dr. Malice's turn. And I think with this touch of madness, although it's not strictly by the books, I think I'm going to remove your fascinated condition because you are just seeing like... Not only the scarecrows in front of you, but just like almost like just crazy auras around people and like and your vision is like blurry and clear at the same time. And you're like, you know, it's almost like you're freaking out and you just feel invigorated and like you want to punch something. That's perfect. Uh, I mean, being, I guess, a vision of vision of madness uh, from a cleric of Grotus, uh, it's going to be like end of the world and lots of death there's fish everywhere (laughs) okay so what do you do good doctor all right so uh vivian would have been standing like completely motionless just staring at the scarecrow scarecrow the scarecrow (laughs) and she is then uh going to pull out her sickle in a very swift, quick movement, you but have it, a sickle. Yes, sickle. badass. Mm-hmm. Jesus. All right, 
And you'll notice on the blade that it's tinted with a little bit of dried blue material. Dried blue material. What that is? It is a poison. It does a lot of good on scary. I know, but <laughs> it, was, it was already on, so I can't undo that. Um, and as she draws it out, you'll notice that her hands have like very mottled skin, uh, kind of like Deadpool's face. Oh, okay, so but, you like, you're like she got a few acid burns. Tumory acid burns. Yeah, gotcha. not super pretty. But then she is going to try to um, attack with her sickle. Okay, maybe an attack. Rolled a twenty, so up to twenty-seven. But there's no no crits, baby. Uh, Go ahead and do your damage. All right, six damage. So this is the same one that Saw just dug into. Yes, it is the one right in front of me. And if it matters, this scarecrow would have to take a fortitude save. Yeah, he's kind of immune to that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, him figure. being just a man made out of wood and straw with a pumpkin for a head. All right. Well, as the sickle comes out, uh, the poison is wiped off the blade. Okay. So with that, it is the scarecrow's turn. And this scarecrow, the one in front of Saw, has been attacked from two fronts. I think it's going to continue to lunge at Saw because... Now there's a fucking tiger in front of it. There sure is. Uh, but I don't think a super hot 11 hits you. Nope. The Bounces other, right off the fur. The other scarecrow is going to actually take a five-foot step towards Saw, because I believe it was directly next to Nana Opal. So it'll be, call it under her, because Nana Opal is now up in the fucking air mm-hmm. like a monster at level 5 Ooh. so uh, this scarecrow it, is going to attack uh, the good doctor that is a 17 to hit no that does not hit dang so he whiffs and it is Mr. Turner your turn he would like to cast or, uh, yeah, cast guidance on uh, the the doctor. Okay. So plus one to your next roll, Viv. Alrighty. Is he moving at oh, all? Uh, another five foot step backwards. Backs. Okay. So with that, it is Nana Opal's turn. Yeah, and you just you see this. Um, this Anyone want to roll a knowledge? You yeah, may. yeah, yeah. Don't uh, worry. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. She is looking around and, and she's getting very nervous, but she's hovering above them in her in her long dress and in her basket and her like little uh, pot is hanging is hanging on to her. But she wants to know what what uh, is happening with these things. So so I'm gonna need a knowledge arcana for that. Do you have it? Yeah, I figured. Go ahead and roll me that. Twenty five. Yeah. So. You know that these are um, basically animated scarecrows. You know they're they're considered constructs. Is there anything in particular you would like to know? You may have, uh, I think, three questions. Um, 
What are they immune to? So as constructs, they're immune to uh, a good bit of magic. They anything like mind affecting or fortitude saving that kind of thing. They're they're completely immune to. You can't paralyze them. You can't put them to sleep. On top of that, they are immune to cold. And I'll give you this because it goes hand in hand. Fire is super effective against them because they are made of straw. Okay. Any other questions? That should probably be like common knowledge, I guess. No, I guess any special abilities they might have. Special abilities, uh, and you actually felt it when it happened, but when you get hit by these, they actually cause a fear effect. So if you are physically damaged by their slam attack, you have to make a will save, basically. Okay. Uh, Beyond that, nothing really super special about them other than the fascinating gaze that they have that that kind of locked two of your compatriots down for a round at the beginning of the combat. Um, Anything else? I don't have anything else, so... Okay. Uh, with that, uh, it doesn't give me a, a lot of options because most of my stuff is probably not going to be so effective. Yeah, the only thing I guess I'm a little bit confused on is like, for example, I have something that there can there's a fortitude save. They are immune to it's anything that requires anything. A fortitude save. Yes. All right. Uh, so she, so then uh, Nana Opal's going to go ahead and she's going to pull out her. Um, wand, uh, one of her wands uh, from her, her basket. And oh, she's got a basket full of wands? I like her already. Yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, it's wands and potions. <laughs> Ew, potions. Spooky. Anyways, uh, so she's going to cast the, um, with her wand, she's going to cast a shock shield on Saw. Ooh. And I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> it so is. You take uh, 30 points of electricity damage. <laughs> oh, you poor animal. You need something to help you. And. <laughs> Meow. Oh, I don't like that, though. <laughs> 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 She's gonna. But the. So it basically it gives you um, a plus two shield bonus to your AC, and then um, it will negate anything similar to magic missile. And oh, it's, a, it's a force? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, as a free action at any time, uh, the shield can be dismissed and deal 1d6 of electrical damage to all creatures within five feet of you. Oh, sweet. How long does that last? A minute. Okay, long enough that I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, you shouldn't worry about it much. Okay. Saw, you're up. All right. Saw's going to do what Saw does best, and he's going to try and tear this scarecrow apart. Okay. All right. The bite. 16. Hits. First claw. More than that. Hits. Second claw. Definitely more than that. Jesus Christ. Keep going. Gore attack. 11. Miss. Oh, damn. Okay. Holy Three shit. Four. Still Man. pretty fucking good. Neon green doing work. That bite attack is pretty brutal, too. It does 2d6 plus 7. All right, that is 16 points of damage on the bite. Holy fuck. Rips a bunch of straw out of this thing. Man, it's no fucking joke when you're playing as an actual tiger. Um, All right, first claw does seven points of damage. Second claw does four points of damage. 
He's just oh. tearing this thing apart that's like, just, all over it. That's just great because you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a mouthful of straw. Mouthful of hay. <laughs> spits it out. Okay. <sighs> Malice. All right. Uh, this very tall, kind of spindly, middle-aged woman. Vivian is going to move around to flank the scarecrow. And she is going to attempt another attack with her sickle. Okay, go for it. That's a plus three, by the way. You have a plus three to attack, just so you know. From the touch of madness as well. Okay. And guidance. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Damn, you got a lot of plus this. 16? Yes. Okay. Let's get some damage on this boy. Yeah, so... Vivian, because she is a vivisectionist, she does sneak attacks. So she gets an extra... I feel really bad. (laughs) She doesn't, though. Can this just be like our regular party? No, I feel really bad because she doesn't, though. I don't get Uh, sneak attacks. It's the criticals and precision damage that it... Uh, I'm sorry. I know. I know it was a moment. I was excited for it, too, but I just, you know... All right, then she does five damage. Hey, you know, you still you still took a big chunk out of him. Don't don't tell yourself. It's something. It's something. Hey, hey is what they're made of. Thanks, Brooks. <laughs> uh, but you're the first one to draw. Well, it's not blood, but dust. Do so. Yeah, you you drew some dust out of the scarecrow. So he's going to attack you with two slams, Doctor Viv. Uh oh. One definitely hits with a 19 on the die, but I believe the other misses with a 12. The 12 would miss. Yeah. So he's going to do six damage to you. As he slams into you, I need you to make me a will save. And I take a minus two to the will save? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Thank your good buddy, Mr. Turner. I rolled a seven, or I got a seven for the will save. Oh, seven total. Yes, yeah, seven mm. total. Yeah, that's that's not going to do it. Unfortunately for you, these beefy uh, scarecrow boys have a fear touch. You can take no actions, Dr. Viv, on your next turn until you succeed a DC 14 will save. You will be in that state, kind of huddled in a fetal position there, until you make that will save. Does that still give soft wanking? No. Ah. So, with that, it is our good boy Ed's turn. So, uh, he he uh, sees what's going on. He's uh, probably debating whether or not a bit of healing would be necessary. But uh, he's going to, in fact, say, "Why don't you rise up, child, and?" Uh, See what you can do and summon as a standard action a bloodied skeleton that uh, flanks uh, with. Oh, you're going to send it. Mr. Yeah. Saw. I don't know that it can flank with Saw, but it can be because it's. Um, remember, it's directly underneath. Oh. That's how, that's how they were flanking. Correct. I know it's confusing because we have people up in the air now, but uh, you could you could put it. You know, a five-foot step away from Doctor Malice, and and on Saw's turn, he could 
take a five foot step and be flanking. That, that is exactly what's going to happen. It is going the uh, the bloody skeleton is going to be. So uh, as a standard action, you can do this. As a standard oh, I'm excited. action, excited. Okay, well, yes, well, do what you do with this bloody skeleton, man. Okay, uh, he's got uh, two claws. Oh shit! Or two, yeah, two claws. Okay. A seven and uh, twenty-one. Well, the twenty-one certainly hits. Awesome. For four damage. Okay. So now this is a the blood-drenched skeleton rises from the ground. Yeah, it's cool. um, it's. I guess I imagine it pretty close to a. I don't know, almost like fleshless human. Is it? It's a bloody skeleton, right? Yeah, bloody skeleton. Oh, so it's like it's like one of those gross. Like, have you ever not cleaned a rib? When you eat ribs oh, and like dude. you don't clean it all the way and oh. it's not just the bone, it's got like the chunks sticking to it. That is this. And it comes up out of the ground and it just like ravages the scarecrow. And it's just like it's got these sharp claws where the skin is pulled away. Uh, ugh. You're gross, dude. Okay. Uh, does the does a good priest want to move at all? That was only your standard. Oh, uh, he does. He sure. is going to be, I guess, diagonal from Dr. Vivian Malice. Okay, sounds good. With that, it is Nana Opal's turn. Yeah, Nana Opal's going to put the other one away. Okay. And she is going to draw a different wand. Okay. And cast burning hands with that wand. Okay, that has it's a kind cone, of, kind of a cone that's gonna hit your buddies. How how hmm, hmm. can I not do it at like an angle? It's directly below. Oh, it's directly you, yeah. below me. Right, right, right. In I that mean, it's case, have a spread. In that case, I'm gonna pull out magic missile and use magic missile. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I should get three missiles here. Now, are you casting it with a wand, or are you just yeah. doing it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The caster level is dependent on the wand, I believe. Yep. You got a, like, high caster level magic missile wand? It's not that high caster level. But it's higher than, like, a level one magic missile wand. Yes. Okay, go for it. Ten damage. Ten damage. Okay, sounds good. With that, saws back up. All right. So Saw is going to take a... Can you take a five-foot step and do a full round attack? Yes, you can. Okay. Five-foot well, step is free. I know we play a lot of Starfinder, so it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's it. But yes, you can. All right. So Saw is going to flank with the bloody skeleton with the scarecrow between them and just start going to fucking town. That, that hits for sure. Okay. That was a 12 on the die with a plus 14. Um, natural 20. Great. The the only two times that I've ever crit on this show. Okay. You say that, but you're rolling fucking four D20s each round. You're bound to get some 20s. Um, nine total doesn't hit. No, that would be a 11 total, but I know that doesn't hit either. Um, and then 15 on the dial hit. So he gets a bite, a claw, and the gore off. God damn it. I know who I'm incapacitating first, folks. Oh, rolling fucking hot, too. That is 17 points of damage on the bite. All right, let's see what the claw can do. Four points of damage. 
and then he slams the forehead down. It's okay. I know you did it the first time by accident. You don't have to keep doing it on purpose now. But I just love this character now. Oh, only a one off the D8, but plus three brings it up to a four points of damage. Okay. This dude's taking some damage. It is now Dr. Malice's turn. Please make me a will save. A whopping 14. That is exactly the DC. You are no longer feared. Me. Yes. Do I get to make yes, you an may. attack? Can it be a full round attack? Or? Yes. All right. Um, I mean, you're level five, so I don't think you get like iterative attacks unless you have multi-weapon fighting. I do have two-weapon two weapon fighting, fighting but I realized I did not have my dagger out already. So she's just going to fight with the uh, sickle again. So she is so going... Your flanking bonus is gone at this point because... Um, your good oh. buddy Saul moved away. Darn it. Moved away to play with the bloody skeletons. Yeah. Also, how many rounds have you had uh, Vision of Madness by chance? I didn't realize this I will be two. to keep I track. Think, I think this is... Or no. I believe this is round three. three. This, yeah. is this is round this three. This is round four. Yeah, this round four, four, so she's had it for three. Correct. So this will be your last round with the Vision of Madness. So you right. still have your plus one. Your will save still set. Boom. All righty. Here we go. That's a 25 to hit. Yeah, that'll do. Jesus. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> fighting like a red dragon over here. Six points of damage. Six points of damage. Is that your full turn? She would like to flank. So uh, you don't really have a flanking target at this point. So remember, it is underneath Mama Opal. That it's already the the bloody skeleton is already flanked with Saul. Oh, so yeah. you don't really have a good spot. True. You could stay where you are and maybe yell to Saul like, "Hey, get its back." I don't know that he'll understand as a fucking tiger, but who knows? I don't know. What does uh, what is your uh, I guess competence level as a tiger? Well, Hero Lab says my intelligence drops to a two. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Make it handle animal check. Yeah, I, I don't think I have <laughs> Me that. Meow. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I assume you probably just stay where you are. Yeah, that, that'll be the end of her turn. Okay, it is the Scarecrow's turn, and it is going to attack twice at the good tiger, Saw. Does a 16 hit? Nope. What about a 17? Nope. All right, that's all. Goddamn that force shield. He's, he's, he's fluffy. You get confused easy. <laughs> okay. So, Ed, what is uh, Mr. Turner doing? He's going to say, ah, don't you look gorgeous, my child, motioning to his uh, bloody skeleton that just rolls out of the ground. See, but- I never know with you. I think you're just talking at like the ladies, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like this guy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but he is actually going to uh, pull out his wand now. And then uh, touch uh, the doctor, and with uh, cure light wounds. Okay. Wrong die. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Too much Jack and Coke. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not possible. All right. Uh, total eight uh, d- damage shield. Awesome, doctor. Nice. All right. Uh, are you moving anywhere? 
five foot step back, uh, step directly back. Uh, diagonal back. Okay. And what is the bloody skeleton doing? Ooh, that's a good question because uh, he uh, he heard some good words. Hopefully, uh, that helps him attack the scarecrow just a little bit better. Now remember, he is flanking, so he gets a plus two. That's fantastic. How about a, um, I guess, doing two claws of, I guess, his attack. A 10 and an 11. Neither hits. Oof. My skeleton was distracted by my kind words. Yeah. He... <laughs> Thanks, Poppy. So, Nana Opal. Nana Opal. <laughs> she might just... Like, how bad is this, skeleton, or this uh, scarecrow looking? Can I ask that? Do you have Death Watch? No. <laughs> then I'll tell you that it's below 50%. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. She's gonna, um... She's gonna pull out another wand. <laughs> God damn, how many does she have? A few. You do have to, like, reach around to this stuff. Do you have a magical container? I have a very large cauldron that I keep out. You have a very strict labeling system, and and they're filed. Oh, uh, yeah. You could just pull them out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, I'm going to pull out another one, and um, I'm going to cast. I might just... Yeah, I might just do magic missile again, actually. Okay. That'll be easier. Yes, I will do that. Oh, I reread it. I also only get uh, two missiles, not three. Might be. All right, cool. How much damage do I take off from the last time? Do you want to take off one uh, die first? <laughs> Anyways, uh, four, five, seven damage. Exactly what you needed if you hadn't cheated before. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a but I will say that the, the scarecrow does go down. To be fair, we all are evil and cheating is acceptable, right? <laughs> I guess bribery is also acceptable if you want to, you know, go mix me another drink. Got him. Got him. So you guys get through this combat and it's like, what the, f- like we were supposed to meet here. What the fuck is going on? Um, What are you guys doing? Well, saw drops out of his rage and doing so like the, his, his claws fall off his hands, his, his uh, his horns like kind of get sucked back into his head, and even coming back, it looks like it's r- really taking a toll on him. That it, it hurts really bad. He's breathing heavy. <sighs> ah, mother God damn fuck! <sighs> Dearie, it's not nice to use that language here. Take a cookie, and she hands you a cookie. <sighs> Thank fucking Christ. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll. All right, I'll eat the cookie. Hey, by the way, they, thanks, thanks for the. Uh, they, thanks. For, I, I don't, I don't know what you did, but, but, it, it, animal me uh, appreciated the whatever fantasy fucking cloud spell thing that made me feel stronger. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, after you eat the cookie. Because you are going to eat it, right? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, you uh, don't feel pain from minor aches and pains that are consistent for an hour. It's <laughs> a good fucking oh. What you put in these cookies? <laughs> what's, what's your name, lady? Meth. My name is Nana Opal. Nana, you just bought yourself a grandson. <laughs> God damn, does that shit fucking hurt. It makes you feel a little numb, though, because it, it is basically just numbing syrup that I used to cook with these. Saw has spent <laughs> his, his entire life seeking, like, the sweet release of feeling nothing. Yeah. And this is, that's that goes a long way with him. Cool. How about the rest of you? I'm guessing Nana Opal uh, is back on the ground. Yeah, I imagine she floats down and... After she uses her one minute increment of flight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, dearies, I'm up here. <laughs> Give me a minute. And uh, Mr. Turner's uh, skeleton, I guess, uh, fades or like plops into a pool of like just gelatin and bone yeah, marrow. soupy. Yeah. Before it does, it goes, bye, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry to see my sweet, sweet children fade, but as long as they reach the boneyard, of course. And uh, you do know it didn't have a soul, right? <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> um, but he's just very affectionate toward just Towards about seven. Yeah, but Miss Opal, I, uh, I do ask that uh, Scarecrow did a bit of a number on you. Uh, let me help you out with that. And he's gonna use, uh, three cure lights. Oh, neat. Yeah, so... Did she need three? How much was Nana Opal down? Oh, yeah, I guess I, 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 guess I should have asked that. I have 37. So, you lost 19 yeah. health? No. Or, okay. not quite. Um, so you're gonna get just over, uh, just over 19 total with, uh, 23. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Cool. Oh, thank you, dearie. Would you like a cookie? Oh, that's... The cookies are fucking good, man. Very sweet of you, and I do appreciate it, but I am uh, not the type to take on sweets, to be honest. What about you, dearie? Would you like a cookie? So Vivian wouldn't be paying attention to the conversation around her. Mm -hmm. She uh, would bend down and take her uh, dagger out, actually, and try to rip the scarecrow open to see what's inside. Lady, lady, she's fucking dead. God. Oh, let her do her thing. I, I have to see what's inside. There there might be something. Uh, you, you, you do fucking you. All right. You do you. Do you. So then, uh, Mr. Turner would put his, uh, his hand on the doctor's, uh, shoulder as to, I guess, back her up and letting her do whatever she wants letting to do. Letting her do her thing. Yes. Tearing apart a scarecrow and she, you know, she finds hay and, you know, wood and, and kind of a frame, but it, it's a scarecrow, so no organs. Oh, darn. Well, as she stands up and, uh, kind of surveys the area instead of her very meticulous exact movements she just starts to have a little bit of a tremor like she's Ooh. just constantly in she's like, anxious state like she's had way too much caffeine okay and like 
can't focus. Okay. Um, are you guys heading into the shack? Yeah, before we go any further, though, um, Nana Opal is going to stop Dr. Vivian and go, Dearie, what's your name? Would you need a cookie? You look a little startled. I'm Dr. Vivian Malice. I have trouble staying still. I I just need to focus. There, there, yeah. I need something. I have a cookie. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Seems like you all have specific uh, things that are uh, alleviated by these pot brownies. (laughs) 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 Anxiety, minor aches and pains. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um, I'm not sure which one that was. Uh, (sighs) Oh, dear. Can you roll me a d4? (laughs) (laughs) The role play here, on point. (laughs) One. Okay, um, with that, uh, you need to roll me a will save. I'm so sorry. At least the madness is gone. (laughs) So, it's still my worst save. Oops, I fucked the doctor's brain up. An eight. Oh, dearie, I'm so sorry, but you at least have some good, good visions as you have hallucinations. A very pleasant ones in the background of like music and lights, like Instead happy of this things. Creepy music. The music changes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're inside of a cartoon. Like this is, does it does this it have a? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely know that none of this is real, but it's just like really pleasant things. Like whatever makes you happy is surrounding you while you are interacting with the real Ooh, world. An evil character. What makes you happy? Yeah. What makes oh, you happy? <laughs> Flayed bodies everywhere. Yeah, it would it would definitely be a horror scene. There would just be a lot of. Uh, people around in uh, various states of living and uh, they, they would definitely have a few incisions, incisions. on them. Yep. So, so you do have one small negative effect which is a minus two penalty on perception for like the next hour but a whole hour <laughs> but you're like really really happy and uh, have a very tiny scar on your hand. I have marked you as mine. Ugh. Oh boy. <laughs> Thanks I hate it. So, uh, having, having seen that and, uh, actually, uh, Mr. Edward, he will, uh, address Nana Opal and be like, sweetie, that was the kindest thing you've, you've done for her. You have no idea what she's been through. And I do want to thank you very much for that. And I, I must ask. What what exactly uh, your I guess your baked goods seem to be charming of the sorts. Oh dear, I have some special recipes and I I bake every night just in case and you can never you never know. So I like to make sure they're more than just a regular cookie. Oh. So you, do you take do you take like specific orders? Like can I get like a fucking baker's dozen right now? Uh, it doesn't exactly... They don't just appear. <laughs> I got a lot to learn about magic, but you know. Alright. Cool. I can take orders, though. Every day I I can make a few if there's specific ones you might want. Just make... Just, just keep giving me those sweet fucking ones that take away the pain. Okay, I'll try not to mess it up. 
Thanks, Grams. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Dr. Vivian's over in the corner with her eyes super dilated, like, ooh. <laughs> Actually, might as well give me some of those, too. <laughs> okay. So, you guys have kind of done your little introductions. Do you want to enter where your letters told you to meet? Um yeah. Aaron Vrood. Um, I guess uh, officially. Uh, yeah, what's after this? Idea? Yeah, uh, we don't. Yeah, you guys don't even know my name yet. Mr. Turner will be. Well, my sweet children, I must introduce myself as Edward Turner. You may call me Mr. Turner. And I am so happy to have you here and can clearly tell that uh, I think our ways might be compatible. And you see, Vivian and I have worked together for more than quite a while. Uh, If you can't tell, she does a lot of my research and I do my best to satisfy her in that we have many uh, offerings to experiment upon. Well, it's so nice to hear youngins into uh, learning. I'm so happy. Yeah, young love's fucking cute. I, I must say it's uh, very sweet of you to, to bring something up like that, but uh, we are merely business partners at the moment. Vivian would be visibly blushing and say, he, he helps me with my research. Nothing more. You're some sort of like doctor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In fact, you look pretty special. I, I could learn a lot from you. Would you like to join something greater? Live forever? Listen, it's, it's 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 tempting. I, I it, it is tempting, but I I I I got a plan. I got a, I got things figured out. I'm not trying to get cut open yet, but I'll tell you what. If I go down next, you donate my fucking body to science. All right, find out what's inside me, cause I'm kind of curious. Okay, just sign here, please. <laughs> just, just in case your next of kin come looking for you. There's no, there's there's no next of kin, but. All right, where's, where's, the, where's, where's the fucking document? Perfect. Here you go. All right, so he signs it. Saw Moon Isle right there. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, her work just isn't good, but uh, it's brilliant. We're, uh, we're in fact, working on uh, multiple congregations at the time. And as long as... As long as they they reach the boneyard, I'm satisfied. Uh, I, if you can't tell, uh, bring the subjects and make offerings. Uh, and under, let's say, because I feel like I'm in good, good crew, that uh, whatever gets them together is is the best way. All right, well, if we're all done sucking each other's dicks, let's go in the fucking house, all right? God damn. Yeah, really. God damn. <laughs> okay, so you guys heading in? Yeah. Okay, you walk up the front steps of the house, reach a porch, 
the doors don't appear to be locked. Uh, in fact, the first of you to get to the door... Detect magic. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. You detect magic inside the shack, but not on the doors. Not on the doors. Uh, I guess... Do I get a deep in the shack? Close? Yep. Okay. Yep, you get, like, you know, towards the back of the shack. There's some magic. There's a good bit of magic. Uh, I'll, I'll be up front, but I don't know who else wants to be up front with me. Anna Opal is going to rap on the door. It's polite to knock before you enter. And you hear from the back, Come in, come in. All right, everyone, let's go. Don't want to keep him waiting. So you enter, and you see a man, gaunt features, very pale, dark around the eyes. It almost looks like he has no hair, like, on his entire body. He's dressed in what looks like almost regal attire, but it's jet black. And you see a pin on his chest with a gagged skull, similar to what sealed all of your notes. He addresses the first to enter. Come closer, come closer. Let me see you. I've been waiting. I hoped you had gotten my letter. Please, please, come in. Have a seat. I've saved a seat for all of you. Good, good to meet you, buddy. Yeah, before we do just about any of that, because I'm quite skeptical of this guy taking us in after his scarecrows are... Fuck your day up, us. yeah. Yeah, it seems a bit odd that uh, we're not even going to address that at all. And uh, But what I am going to do is use uh, enhanced diplomacy. Okay. And so I will do that now so this is a, this is a spell is it a thing you get as the type of cleric you are like you took a feat for I, it or uh, something it's not a, not a feat it's just a spell that i guess uh, an orison that i can do okay that i chose okay. i guess is a better way to put it so and you hear him say ah a caster huh mm. and so uh, can't have that and it doesn't work oh uh i guess okay that's fine i was gonna say something but does it really I imagine matter dispel what I magic would dispel that, right? If it's a magical effect, it's it would be to myself, to my role is right. But it's a spell you're casting on yourself, correct? And so yes, I would, no- and so I would notice it. that it does not work. Yes, you would notice. Okay. Now please sit down. I eager to meet you. Oh. Yes, these bones need sitting. Would you like a cookie as well? I've given them to my friends. I don't eat, dear. Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. Please that is clever. Sit down. I, I have already sat down. That is clever, my child. In fact, it seems as though you may be uh, one like your friends out there. And can you do a knowledge arcana knowledge play, uh, some some sort of knowledge based on? I guess what he just heard Religion. as far as like, okay. 18. 18. You can tell that this man is not wholly living. Okay. But he's not undead. 
Alrighty, alrighty. Ooh. He's somewhere on the path in between. And okay. he says, Welcome, initiates to the Whispering Way. I see you've made it past my little friends outside. It's such a thrill to watch a group come together, isn't it? Yeah, what the fuck was the deal with that shit? Well, I don't normally invite riffraff in here. <laughs> we are a fucking riffraff. relatively secretive group, but I do believe each of you possess talents that could be beneficial to my organization. I think that we could work together. But if you weren't strong enough to take down two of my little pets, you weren't going to be the kind of people I wanted to associate with. I'm glad my initial intuition was right. I'm glad you're sitting in front of me now because I am here to welcome you with open arms into the Whispering Way. Some of you came with pre-warning. I, I had heard about you, Saw. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You, Mr. Turner, sent me some correspondence I was surprised by. But I like the, the things you wrote in that letter. I think we could get along pretty well. Why, of course, sir. Vivian, I see that you work with this man, and together you produce great results. I'm excited to be working with you. And Nana, Nana Opal, I'm thrilled to have a lady of your stature sitting among us. I know that you are particularly interested in more than power, more than strength, some of these folks. I know they will turn on me eventually. We're all bad people, but you, I think you embody the Whispering Ways tenants, maybe more so than the rest. Ah, oh, yes, I won't turn, just stay loyal. I like that about you, Nana. Yeah, that's why she's my fucking grandma now. <laughs> You're a weird one, Saw, but I know you can tear things apart. I'm, I'm willing to have someone of your stocky build. You, 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 can, you can use me as long as you give me what I need. And what is it you need, Saw? I need the fucking pain to go away. I'm a troubled youth. That's what they like to call me. Ah, yes, a, yeah. a troubled youth. I'm a fucking troubled youth. A curse twice, and, uh, I do believe. Yeah, it's a real motherfucker, isn't it? But, you know, if I can get what you guys got going on, I don't think I'll be hurting so much. Well, looking forward to that. I'm willing to put my cards on the table here, as it were. You see... I can't fully welcome you into my association without each of you performing a special task for me. Do you agree to hear me out? Yeah, I just donated my fucking body to science. I think I'm ready to roll. 
the rest of you? Interested? Why, we would love to hear the terms, in fact, of uh, your agreement, as long as I can continue my practice. Oh, I believe your practice will thrive if you complete this task for me. Oh, that is But wonderful. I need all of you to agree. So long as after this we can get back to getting our beloved, beloved king. Ah, that, what? that is the true goal, isn't it? Oh, we will do great work together, Mama Opal. Nana Opal. You look like a mama. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen children around? Uh, I believe there might be children where you're going. Oh, yum. What about you, good doctor? Anything for science. Ah, uh, I believe you'll see a lot between the stages of life and death, as long as you join us. Now that you've all agreed, let me tell you what's at stake. I have a mission for you, and if you succeed, you will be full-fledged members of the Whispering Way. We will do our best to alleviate your pain, Saw. Your practice, Mr. Turner, will thrive. We will continue our good work, Nana, on bringing Tarbaphon back. And... Good doctor, there are many, many souls I look forward to you extinguishing. You will gain a lot of knowledge. Mr. Turner smiles at the uh, multiple souls. Vivian also has a huge grin on her face. But he's also due to the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a bunny rabbit behind him. (laughs) But there is a price. Turn back now or fail and I will have each of you killed stripped apart in such a fashion that your bodies will not be able to be brought back by any magic or science. I'm glad I got your agreement because you've come this far and you can't turn back. Let me tell you what I need you to do. There is a merchant and his wife. His wife is very valuable to the way. But despite my greatest efforts, she refused to join us. I think we need to make her. And that's where you come in. You see, this merchant has a route that he frequents. And fortunately for us, it's relatively close to where you're now standing. You see, he does most of his business in a town called Moraine Lee. It is but a day's journey from here. And he does most of his dealings with a Ferasmin priest at the temple in the town. She goes by Mama Mockingbird. And I believe 
You might be the right people to gather some information from her. Could you do that for me? Yes, I'll show her the way. She'll understand her husband's not ideal. Don't give her cookies as good as the ones you give to us. Well, I can give her cookies, though. Yes, you certainly can. But I need more from you still. You see, I need to know where this merchant and his wife spend their time, where their route leads them, and where they lay their head. I need you to go to their nest and root them out. And I need you to bring them to me. I will meet you in a town called Carrion Hill when you have my prize. You can go to a tavern called the Rusted Nail. They accept our kind with open arms. Go there when you have my bounty. And then you will see things beyond your wildest dreams. We will go to the sea and the merchant and his wife will pay for refusing to join us. Is that amenable to you all? Hell yeah. I certainly do agree. And as long as there are more offerings and as long as she arrives at the boneyard however she arrives i guess anyone arrives for that matter i don't seem to mind how they get there well i can promise she will arrive but it may be some time as we milk all of her power from her and use it to our ends i believe the good doctor will be able to help us recognize her true potential. You see, I find that the greatest magic comes in times of great pain. And I think the good doctor knows a couple of ways to inflict the greatest pain and produce the greatest magic. Would you agree, doctor? I've been working for years to hone my craft. So I've heard. I think we're going to do good work together. Is there anything else you need from me? Oh, yeah. What's this motherfucker's name? Well, they go by Mr. and Mrs. Vargas, and you can address them as such and search for them as such. They have a pretty particular route, but it changes, and that's why I need you to find them. I did want to point out that they are particularly slippery when they're together. You see, the merchant, Mr. Vargas, is quite the trapsmith, quite the deceiver. And he's thwarted our efforts thus far to find him. You got a first name on that guy? Not as of yet, but he goes by... Mr. Vargas and his caravan of wonders. <laughs> alright, 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 alright. We're good, we're good, we're good. I'll, I'll, we'll, I, we, we're, we're good, we're good, we're good. Alright. I would 
love to know uh, what sort of congregation they are working with and any other possible other souls to be offered well like I've said you're going to need to get some information from Mama Mockingbird sweet sweet Mockingbird she is a powerful cleric of Phrasma and she takes good care of her flock but we've been watching her and I think you four are up to the task of twisting her arm a bit and finding where this merchant lays his head. But there will be plenty of souls, Mr. Turner, plenty of souls in her church. If you decide you want to take them all, then take them all. Oh. I will be glad for it. I can't wait to see them all. Anybody else with any questions? You got where you're going? I think so. Let's roll. I'm glad you four came together. I think this is going to be one of the most fun things we've had in our association for a while. I'm hoping you do great things because both your and my life depend on it. Or should I say, our unlife. And with that, he sits back down at the desk he had been talking to you at, opens a drawer, pulls out a severed arm, and begins stitching it up tying the tendons together so that the fingers work appropriately. You look around this humble shack and and you realize this guy had enthralled you for a minute there. But what's around you is just the stench of rot. There are various corpses tied together in a macabre display. And I think he notices you noticing at this point as you turn to leave, and he says, You know, this started as a hobby for me, but sometimes it's great to love what you do. It's quite lovely artwork, Gold Star. Well, looks like you got something in common with the doctor over here. I, I would love to see your notes. I, I thought it was all my visions, but if it's real... You have skill. Yes, my dear, we we will share notes, don't worry. But you need to complete this task for me. Or you won't be alive to share notes again. As long as it brings about a uh, climactic and final solution, I'm okay. Okay, so he bids you guys farewell. You leave the shack. He told you you were headed to a place called Moraine Lee. It's a city uh, nearby. I mean, it's not in Virlik. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in the you know 
in the less tainted areas of Ust- area of Ustalov, but um, if any of you has a knowledge geography or local, you could make that check to maybe make your trek easier. Um, does anyone have it? Fun fact, yeah, I have I no knowledges. I figured as much. Oh, so- what? The animal's not smart? We'll watch it, mama. <laughs> I have knowledge <laughs> in my own balls. Mm, 18 yeah. on knowledge geography. 18 on knowledge geography. Knowledge local gives me a 10. Okay. With the knowledge geography check, you would know the basically fastest route to Moraine Lee. Um, you figure it would be about a day and a quarter's journey if you left now. And that's kind of with like, you know, setting up camp for one night, resting kind of thing. So I assume you tell the rest of the group, like, this is the way we're going to head. Yeah. Vivian would take out a piece of paper and uh, start writing on it, like calculating up how much time we'll need to sleep and to eat and uh, drop a little map and then show it to the group. Okay. Um, oh, so you guys have a map. Beautiful work again, Vivian. Just gorgeous. Drawn in blood. <laughs> so you guys kind of have a day of travel. You know, you, you introduced yourselves to each other after you were kind of thrust together in this scarecrow fight. Um, are any of you saying anything to each other on this trip? How does the trip go? Describe it to me. Or... So I think, I guess, during the the day-long travel, right? That's about a day? Yeah, like a day and a quarter. I think we'd probably, you know, just kind of walk along and, and talk to each other. Um, I know Nana Opal will start offering cookies again. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, give me some of that shit. Oh, you want another cookie? Yeah, I can use the cookie. I could use the cookie. All right. Do you want the same kind of cookie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, hang on, hang on. She's rifling through her, like, pot of cookies. She goes, I I believe this is what you wanted. Okay. (laughs) Can you roll me a d4? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. God damn it. Four. Yeah, it's, it's the one you wanted. Perfect. Ooh. Interesting. So, yeah, the chaotic of that was beautiful. What exactly, uh, what causes this pain of yours? I, well, it's it's a long story. You, you want to know it? I think we all might be interested in who we're traveling with. I'm, 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 I'm not exactly the sharing type, but maybe I'll make an exception for the folks that, you know, I'm going to be doing battle with and stuff. You guys should know who I am. I'd like to know who you guys are, too. I have another cookie that would make it easier to share. All right. Okay. Do I need to roll another d4? Oh, no. She knows what this one is. Okay, cool. You feel drunk for the next hour. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, at least you're you're already uh, in the headspace for that. Joke's on you. I feel drunk now. (laughs) (laughs) How can I bring those to parties? All right, Nana. All right, all right. What do you know about Sargava? Nothing. All right, okay. I'm not really surprised. Most people, they don't they don't really care to learn or care to think about the rot. 
It sits at the world's crotch next to Mwangi Expanse. There's a so here so here, it's all right, all right, all right. So here's a history lesson for you. Once upon a time, Sargava was you know it was its own thing, minding its own business, being full of flies and temples and gold and shit, full of people too stupid to know what they had was precious. And those same stupid fucking people were too weak to hold on to it. Then came the Imperial overlords on their fancy boats from Cheliax. They looked at all the flies and all the gold and all the shit and politely informed the Sargavans, hey, this is all mine now. And that went on for a long time. And some of those very Cheliaxians in Sargava realized that they were fucking middlemen for the Cheliaxians at home. So that's where my story starts. My parents were proud of being pure-blooded Chelaxian, even though we lived in free Sargava. Like, why, why would you brag about that shit? Anyway, all this talk of racial purity and ethnic superiority started to sound a little contradictory when I was born with fucking horns. Guess somebody great, great up the family tree decided to buck tradition and fuck one of the literal devils that calls the shot in mother country Cheliacs. So they keep my ass locked up, and all I hear of the outside world is how dirty everyone is around me, and meanwhile I'm born to a house of genetic trash. Anyway, one day when I'm about 15, something sets me off. It was a sideways glance I got from my mom. Maybe it was the offhand comments about people from the Mwangi from my dad. I don't know, but I'm fucking mad. And suddenly, I'm screaming. They're screaming. And my body is tearing itself out from the inside out. Next thing, they're dead, and I don't want the local magistrate in my ass, so I gotta split fucking town. Anyway. So, we live in El Adair. Big fucking port. Pirates there all the time. Easy to join up with a crew one day and be pillaging through the shackles the next. So I join up with the crew. Set sail that night. Ship's name is the Heart of the Jackal. Dumb fucking name for a ship, but that pyramid-gazing captain from Osirian sure did know a thing or two about pirating. Fucking weird if you ask me. I desert fucking dude good at sailing a ship. Weird. Anyway... One day, after a few good years of pillaging, mind you, I'm not 20 years old now, we sail up on this little island, desperate for fresh water, like you are when you spend a lot of time on on a ship. Island shaped like a moon. Captain drops anchor, and me and the boys take the skiff into shore. Thing is, something must have set me off again. I come to, and I'm just inside the island jungle tree line, and all my boys are dead around me. Looks like my parents all over again. And there's this old lady in front of me, skin like leather, she's seen a good bit of the sun, wearing a dress made of scalps. Like, no fucking shit. That old hag was wearing people's head skin as God's damn garment. I'm freaked out, but she starts speaking to me in a language that I've never heard before, but I can understand every word of. Guess I always knew how to speak Infernal. Must have come from my great-great-grand-devil with the horns and the fucking good looks. Anyway, she takes me back to the boat. She says some stuff, waves her hands, and Captain Osiriani and the crew follow us back to the island, all brain-dead looking. Her and I spend a lot of time on that island. Cap and crew make life good for us. She teaches me about what I am, 
fucking cursed two ways to hell. Devil fucked up my pure-blooded family tree, and I don't know, maybe some Mwangi shaman or shit must have cursed us. High-riding colonial Chalaxian family. With a freaky kid. Yours truly. My family fucks up, and I can't catch a fucking break. Worst thing is thing I'm best at, which of course is turning into a tiger when I'm mad and ripping throats out, hurts me so fucking bad I wish I was dead. I tell her that very thing. She tells me good idea. I say what the fuck. She tells me about these shifty bastards up north planning something big. They need people like me to do what I do best and in return they kill me. I come back undead. She says everybody knows undead feel no pain. I decide I'll hurt every fucking person between me and taking the pain away. She laughs and tells now Deadeye's Captain Osiriani to pack his things. Him and what's left of the crew are taking me to meet the mister, the Whispering Way. And here I am. Those Chillaxians, they're so stuck up and moral with their reasoning. I, I feel a little bit of your pain. I was kicked out of my university for research that was deemed immoral and torturous, even for someone from Chiliax. Those imperial bastards. They don't know how good they have it, but they don't know how to live. The work must be done. This is important research. If a few experience pain, it's worth it. In the end, I keep good records. They will live on forever in my work. What, 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 kind of, what kind of work has to get done? What, what did I sign my name on earlier? There's much still unknown between the transition from life to undeath. By studying the living, I can help to unlock those secrets. Alright, okay, okay, sure. You know that uh, Vivian's research is so, so important. And, you know, she needs a funding resource. And I'm happy to do that for her as... As long as the subjects or excuse me, offerings, what whatever, wh- whatever souls they may be, are met with either Phrasma or fed to the great great Grotus, and she is such a brilliant mind in that sense and as long as everyone is closer to the end and being of the uh, boneyard Grotus will make me happy it's actually because of Edward Turner that I'm even here I was lost for a while my research fell to the wayside I struggled and experimented where I shouldn't. And she holds up her hand and kind of touches her face where there's more mottled skin from different burns. 
he he pulled me out of my darkness and has helped me continue on without my morally uh, based funding. Oh, of course. And what what beautiful, beautiful work and mind you have. It's a real special thing the two of you guys have together. Real special. And Edward Turner cracks the beer. Oh, so see. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys continue on this journey and and bed down for the night. Maybe yes. you do. Maybe you do a watch. Maybe you don't. Um, you're by the campfire at this point. You know that in the morning you'll likely make it to Moraine Lee and, you know, by early afternoon. Yes, what is uh, the the sleep schedule? I like to sleep early and rise earlier. Classic old lady. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever, whatever shift I need to. I need to work, wake up early to work on the cookies. So I'll, uh, I'll take the morning, but... Uh, who, who wants to take this late shift? I'm used to staying up late reading documents. I'm not tired yet. Fantastic, honey. Do you want a cookie? No, I need to actually see what's there. Oh, this one is to keep you awake. It keeps you lively. I don't think I can trust you. I think you can. It's... It's a good one. Hang on. Here. Here. I'll eat one. It just makes me sleepy. And I'll leave one next to me that keeps you awake. If you want it. Okay. (laughs) And she'll... she'll Cackle. (laughs) 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 What have I done? Uh, Yeah. Vivian will eat the cookie. Uh, Roll a d4. <laughs> no, no, no. These ones are clearly labeled um and it is it's like got um picture like kind of saran wrap with a big sticker with the sun on it. Okay. That's okay. that's the one you get. The rest are kind of like free cookies. There's uh there's two that have suns on them and two that have moons on them. So you got okay. a sun one. And it, uh, you're going to remain awake for two hours without feeling any sleepiness or any side effects of jitteriness. And nothing can put you asleep magically. Awesome. So wow. she stops twitching? I didn't know they made uh, cocaine edibles. In the party, uh, pop brownies and probably so, some sort of LSD. Yeah, so she's, she's basically, she's put two sun cookies next to her so that and like you can do whatever you want with the other one but she put two sun cookies next to her and she ate one of the moons which puts you asleep uh just right away <laughs> oh that's really cool uh so can you store the said cookies they're only 24 hours so okay, in the morning so when she starts making new ones those ones will be just regular old cookies well no harm in that i guess <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so you guys get through the night shift. Yeah, we take watches. Take uh, watches. I think first shift is Vivian. Second is Mr. Turner. 
I'll take third. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. But you each get your eight hours, and you wake up in the morning feeling spry, ready to take on the day. Just what you like to hear for a band of evil fucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you make your way to Moraine Lee. Now, Moraine Lee, interesting town. If anybody has a knowledge local... Sure do. They can go ahead and roll it. 15. Oh, I also got a 15. Okay, uh, with a 15, you actually know... One of the weird things about Moraine Lee is that the male-to-female population is very skewed. Unlike almost anywhere else in Ustalav, uh, it's about 10 females to one male. It's a very strange town. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Just so uh, all of our listeners know, Steve is single. The only single one of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding fifth wheel real hard here. So you guys also know that with your 15 is enough to have heard kind of stories about the the men in this town occasionally go missing, but that's all you would really know about that. Uh, but we, we'll roll that knowledge local over to basically you guys can pinpoint like where in town the Temple of Phrasma is. And obviously it, it has its characteristic graveyard basically sitting next to it. Do you guys approach the temple first or are you doing anything else you know in character and seeing as how uh the where we haven't quite found the whereabouts of who we need to find quite yet i uh mr turner would be inclined to more scope it out scope it out so so you're going around the temple and kind of like you know, you're looking at who's coming and going. Maybe you can see through one of the windows. You maybe do a lap, check out what's going on in the in the boneyard type area, um, just to see. You know, are there are there a bunch of people out there working in the graveyard? Is there, you know, is something going on inside? Are people coming in and out? Exactly, like um, the high traffic areas, but uh, keeping to the. I don't know, market area, not to draw attention. Sure. So you see that for about the first five or 10 minutes that you're kind of scoping out the front entrance, a bunch of people are, are entering this front entrance and you can see it's got a, it's got a large double door, an oaken double door on the front and then two kind of side doors. It almost enters into like a little vestibule before entering into the church at large. You can also see that there aren't people working in the boneyard right now. You can see that the church, I mean, because you're kind of scoping it out and looking at the church itself, you realize that it's hard to look in through any of the windows. Pretty much every window of this building is made of stained glass. And you can see that it's got like a sturdy stone construction that it looks like this church has probably stood here for years and years and generations as kind of a, you know, 
both a place of worship and a central hub for the town. So that's what you know. I assume you take like 30 minutes or something to just kind of scope it out. And, and you realize that there's people inside. What do you do? Um, so I get just before we do just about anything, um, as a man of the cloth, as uh, another party member might say in a different, uh, in a different, different time, time. <laughs> different time, <Yes>. different place. <laughs> uh, this would, I guess, uh, would this mean that there is say, uh, like a service? Yeah, service. You intuit that exact fact. There's a service going on, and I think in Edward Turner's mind, you realize quickly that for a moment of the day, most of the souls of this town are congregated in one place. Oh, he uh, practically uh, is he is uh, giddy, giddy with joy, and his uh, uh, he's quite vigorous. He's quite vigorous. I in, like it. Indeed. Uh, well, I guess Horace would be a little younger at this point. Yeah. He's quite he's quite vigorous. Uh, I'm, only starting <laughs> to, I'm only starting to get my old man. I'm actually a normal guy, kind of. So, what do you guys do? <laughs> you, you realize this. You realize this is happening. Does Does Mr. Turner turn to the rest of the group and say... Hey, this is the time. Like, we got all the warm bodies here. We could take them all to Grotus. Or does he say, you know, we should probably wait. There's a service going on. What's his intention? So it's it's hard to... I don't, I don't think it's necessarily on uh, Mr. Turner whether or not they uh, make sure each of those souls reaches the afterlife. But I imagine he shares the information he's been gathering with the rest of the group. Absolutely. And uh, I'm kind of curious what Dr. Malice thinks of the fresh crop of warm bodies in, in this building right now. There could be much learned from these specimen, many controls, many trials, but my work is not advanced enough yet to take out this many people at once well 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 doc let me tell you I I could tear some people up for you if you need approximately how many people are in the service can Uh, we tell at all make me a knowledge local only a 10 ooh 18. 18. With an 18, you would know that there's a good sizable chunk of people. There are probably 50 people in this temple, but you would also know that, you know, this, this town isn't known as like a bastion of military prowess or anything. It's mostly women and children in there. You know the ratio is is farly skewed to the women's side, and nothing against girls because they're going to put up a hell of a fight too. But your your intuition would say that like most of these people are common villager templates, 
so they're like not going to put up that much of a fight. You wouldn't like you wouldn't see town guard going in there, but you know the intuition or the interpretation of that is up to you. It's like, do you think fifty like villagers and children would overwhelm you, or you know you know that that priestess is likely in there, but that's about it. And the priestess is... We're trying to get information out of her. She's not necessarily, like, on our side. Oh, you're definitely trying to squeeze her for information. Okay. There, There's no way she would be... She would work with you. Willingly. Okay. And you kind of got the vibe of that from Aaron. Yeah. Well, I say, why don't we just go in and if she doesn't cooperate... um. We'll give her some cookies, and she will. Good God. <laughs> I like the way you think. Miss Opal, you know, I think an offering will be absolutely perfect for what we need to do and for those sticking around after the service might be of great Research. Should I offer them something to stay? If, if you could render them unconscious for a few hours, that would be enough time. Ah, oh, yes, I have something for that. Oh, God. Vivian. <laughs> she just starts uh, like... Opal reaches into her pouch and pulls out a bunch of chloroform. <laughs> oh, God. Here you she, go. A big, she's uh, literally big just like... Bottle. <laughs> She is straight up just like rifling through her um, cauldron, which she uses as her person basket. Like she's rifling through her cauldron right now. And uh, yeah, you just see, you actually see um, a, a, a small gingerbread rabbit come out from like one of her apron pockets and, and kind of crawls up her and um, pulls out a specific like treat and wand and uh to show her is this uh rabbit decorated oh it's it's fully decorated like with some some dope icing yeah yeah full on like mastercraft (laughs) gotta have uh the royal icing to make some nice uh Uh, does that make it a plus one to Uh, Plus one to diplomacy bakery, checks. Uh, to bakery goods. <laughs> <laughs> Profession baker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you guys have talked about this. You kind of want to go in. Am yeah. I, am I yeah. gauging I that right? Gonna wait, like just after the surface or uh, surface. Yeah, let's just make that sure. Let's, let's make sure that surface is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, uh, so surface. So, um, so Mr. Turner would actually know based on his experiences, how long a typical Farazman service would take. And because he was watching at the front door and saw when the bulk of people went in, he can kind of intuit when the service would have started. So I think you have a actually really well-educated idea of like when this is about to end. And you can basically tell the group right now, let's go in. They're probably just getting up from the pews. Okay, everyone, quick, quick, eat your cookie. Eat your cookie. Uh, <laughs> she uh, starts right. shoving them at you very, very, like, intensely. Uh, Mr. Turner would decline. 
Saul slam it down. Awesome. You get a plus one competence bonus on your next attack row, saving throw, or skill check when the next minute. You get to actually choose in the next minute when you want to use it. I think it'll be attack roll. Probably. What about you, doctor? Well, you have a cookie. You gotta eat it now. It's time to go. Come on. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then... Uh, she eats one herself as well. Okay. And Saw, Saw grabs a flask off his off his belt, pops the cork, <laughs> downs a potion of bull strength. Oh, Vivian would also like to take a small pouch off of her belt and just kind of sprinkle some blue powder onto the onto the uh, sickle onto that the she sickle. has. Yeah. Okay. Alright, and then uh, casts guidance to each of each of you, including uh, including himself. Does guidance last for like a minute? I think it does. Uh, let me check. Real I just don't want it to be like a you know it lasts six seconds and then you know it wears one off. minute one or minute. until discharge. Okay, that's so, correct. But so it, it doesn't it doesn't stack with the cookies. Okay. Uh, okay. So oh. it wouldn't be to an attack okay. save or whatever. But you can choose to use the cookie on whichever one, right? Yeah, you can choose. Is when it the first the one or is it just like you choose? Okay, so so before that, you, you roll, you could use the guidance and then you could use the cookie. Is, uh, is yeah. kind of the all right, bitch. The let's gist of it. Fucking roll. So you bust through the door. The four of you, arm in arm and shoulder to shoulder, you bust through this door. Arm in arm. And you see full pews and the light in this cathedral is just multicolored and brilliant with the state of the sun. And you can see diamonds of color coming from all sides as the stained glass shimmers the smell of incense and a look of confusion from across the chapel reaches you as the as the head priestess who had been preaching her sermon locks eyes with the four of you and in a voice that is booming too loud to be a natural sound. She says, Who are you? And why are you here? And everybody turns to look at the four of you, sitting in their pews. You can tell that this parish does not have outsiders. They don't know outsiders. This village, too close to Virlik to be well trafficked and the priestess would know if you were a friend or a foe what do you say I'm so sorry for interrupting but we just have a few questions I'm, I'm really I'm so so sorry here and Mr. Turner would also say why congregation you've certainly certainly pledged yourself to Phrasma quite well and I am here to be a mere guidance to your souls that is all to Phrasma and may you may I guide you to Phrasma and make his enhanced diplomacy uh, roll okay 
Motherfucker. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> total of uh, two on the die. Okay, so. Bring it to a seven plus enhanced diplomacy, uh, making that 11. Yeah, I'm pretty sure her base sense motive beats that. So yeah, yeah, what you see, true. though, is instead of, instead of her responding in kind to you, she's... I don't casting a spell and waving her hands and you can see for a moment those of you with with magical ability can see almost a shade of a different color cover her eyes and she says I know the four of you are evil everybody run I'll hold them off and you see women and children running into the back room of this church as the priestess says, How dare you disturb our sac- sacred rite? I can't believe I get to use this, though. And she stamps her foot twice. You see from the stained glass on the sides of the walls figures of men drop out of the glass with paper-thin swords and they begin to march on you. And then she begins to cast another spell. And I need you guys to finish your drinks because uh, in about five minutes. I knew it. <laughs> Get him. I knew it. Yes. <laughs>